Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. cross-country mortgage campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Hi, welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. We will go to the Jim Schwartz press conference as soon as it happens. Uh, if you are uh, just coming out of a cave in Burma, you have heard from Amari Cooper, at least, that the anticipation is Deshaun Watson is going to practice today. And we heard it from Alex Van Pelt we as well. We hear that, too. So I was on, at the Bagley yeah. Road bottleneck. The kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah. So that Van Pelt said this is well. Okay, so there we go. So we got a coordinator and a receiver. But Amari was first. I do have that correct, right, that Amari was the first to, to they call him, break the news. They call him Newsmaker Cooper. I like that you did that in the kid. In the kid, the kid. Yeah. a little yeah. bit. Well, I can give him a name like that. You got to do it. He's yeah. the only one who could bestow such a name. Yeah. The uh, the irony, the of course, man. The irony, of course, being that Amari Says is notorious nothing. for saying nothing. That's right. And yet he is the one who is breaking the news. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Don't know what that means for Sunday, but that's nice for today. It is exciting for today. Also exciting is that yesterday, I have my pen. Sweet Artie did in fact get her permit. Yep. Or her learner's permit. Drove us home. Okay. Flawless. Parked it in the garage. Ah. Have you taken her out previously? Like Just around our circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but like, like out on roads with other, a little bit. other automobiles and real-life situations. <laughs> it was good. She's And I was like, are you going to take it to school? She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for She's not there yet. getting on freeways, right. and I'm fine with that. We can, we can take our time with all of that. But it was a great first start. It was awesome. It was it was cool. It's one of those like, it's a cra- it's a crazy parent moment when you're pretty surreal. I'm I was, sure. I, I want you to imagine. So on the pickup, yep, I got there and was waiting for uh, her and her her brother to come out, and I moved myself into the passenger seat. Sure. And I had the window down and my arm out the window, like in What About Bob when he's in the in the 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 truck waiting for Doctor Leo Marvin to come out and take him for his ride. <laughs> that was me. That's what you did? That's what I did. That's very good. Yeah. I was now, so has pumped. she seen What About Bob to know to get the reference? <laughs> of course. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That is this very strong. This very is my strong. family. That's true. It is your family. Um, here's our guy, Jim Schwartz, at the podium. Excuse me. Okay. The, the white nine has a lot of times been connected with pass rush, but its roots are sort of run, run, you know, stopping the run phase. How um, can you describe how it how it fits stopping the run? What 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 makes it such a good front for for doing that? Well, you know, think about this. A lot of people associated three four with stopping the run. Would that Sam linebacker go back here when uh, when the Browns were leading the league in defense in '94? 
and think about under defense with like Carl Banks out there and that same wide nine. What we did is we found a way to sort of play a hybrid 3-4 and, and play nine technique and play wide fives to set edges. And, um, you know, number one, it puts us in good position to rust the passer, but also, um, you know, it, it sets hard edges, makes people funnel the ball back inside. It's good at taking away the outside run game. And, um, you know, historically for me, I, you'd, you'd have to fact check me on um, the run stats, but I think in my five years in Philly combined, we were number one in run defense. I'm not, don't, don't, I mean, I'm not 100%. I know at one time it was. I don't know if it finished that way. But we take a lot of pride in stopping the run. And if you're going to rush the passer, you better stop the run. And, you know, you just dial it back a couple of weeks. We didn't do a great job stopping the run against the Ravens. We didn't have very many opportunities to rush the passer. So our defensive ends know that. And, um, you know, the, the combination of both of those to put teams in second and longs and third down and longs, you know, I thought that was key to the San Fran game was putting them in the second and long situations um, and make, make offenses predictable. When you're constantly playing second and one to six, you know, the offense has you where they are. So it's all part of the same thing. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about dealing with success. Uh, defense is getting a lot of love nationally right now. How do you tamp it down and make sure? Well, uh, you know, they, they don't. They don't give out any trophies for five weeks. I think we all know that. Um, it's a long season, and we're going to have to survive a lot of highs and lows throughout the season. We have some experienced players. We have some experienced coaches that have been there that know that, and I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, that keeps us grounded. Um, you know, so, you know, let me know when the five-week stats are part of the tiebreaker. You know, when they are, we'll really concentrate on that. You know, we're trying, we're trying to be good um, each and every game, find a way to give ourselves a chance to win every Sunday and try to be consistent. As the NFL, you're not always going to have a, a, a great performance every week, but we need to find a way to minimize our poor performances, minimize our poor plays, and accentuate our positives and keep our eyes on that, you know, that destination. Um, you know, sometimes you can react and overreact to short-term things. You know, you can you can paddle the canoe too hard on one side, and um, you know, and then you're adjusting, and pretty soon you're just weaving, and you're constantly trying to course, excuse me, course correct, instead of keeping your eye on that point in the in the um, in the in the distance, and um, you know, sort of keeping yourself on the right course. Uh, double team rate is down from last year uh, a decent amount. How much of, of Zedarius's versatility has allowed you to kind of deploy Miles differently and? and Get him some favorable matchups. Yeah, you know it's not just um, it's not just Z. Z's been outstanding for us, um, but you know Oboe's played a part of that, and our defensive tackles have played a part of it. I think our blitz game has played a part of it. You know, sometimes um, you know, sometimes the sole reason that we blitz is just try to create one on ones. You know, some people are trying to blitz to try to overload protections and get free guys, and you know, I mean that's all part of it too. But you know, things that can get you know, premier pass rushers in this league one-on-one, um, that's a good blitz in my mind. Um, you know, so I think it's it's all together. I think, you know, um, us moving miles around a little bit, the other players around him, um, you know, I think the the corners have a lot to do with it also. I'm trying to get guys out and give the quarterback more options because, you know, they're, they're playing tight coverage. Um, you know, it's 
I think it, it's a combination of a lot of things. With these guys showing, you know, so much swagger and starting to really sort of build a, a brotherhood on the defense. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, them calling themselves the best defense in the world and, you know, some of the things that are going on? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we don't we don't shy away from expectations and things like that. Um, you know, and I, and, and we do appreciate some confidence and, you know, in order to have confidence, you got to play good, you know, that, you know, that would look foolish if we're out there giving up 42 points, you know, if, if we're last in the league and third down percentage and things like that, then, you know, it just becomes, you know, clownish behavior. But I think, you know, a, a lot's being said with, you know, if, if you're going to have some, some personality and some swagger, then uh, you better back it up on the field. And um, I like our guys' ability to do that. Dalvin, I know some of the other guys on the D-line talk about with his size, sometimes they can't believe how well he can move and, and you know, pass rush and do all those things. Just what has he added for you guys, and what about his ability to move and use his hands is so special? You talking about Dalvin? Yeah. yeah that Dalvin played extremely well this last game. You know, he didn't fill up the stat sheet, but, you know, stat sheet and what the tape says is two different things. He's played physical for us. Um, you know, he's really taken to attack. He's never really attacked this way before. Um, you know, he's pushed the middle of the pocket. He's had some big hits on quarterbacks and things like that. And he's also such a, um, such a leader for us. You know, you guys that have gotten to know Dalvin, I got to know him this year. You know, um, you know I think, you know, you're, you're just so impressed with his his demeanor, his experience, his intelligence, all those things mean an awful lot. We're really lucky to have guys like Dalvin. How is JK doing so well? And do you think the scheme lacks some visibility? Well, you know, I dial back and, um, and first kick off of the game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, um, you know, Jeremiah did a really good job on that kickoff. And, you know, our defense has a lot of similarities between kickoff coverage. You know, we're sort of attacking in waves and, you know, playing off the guys in front of you and, and things like that. I think those things those things fit Jeremiah. Um, you know, he's he's been consistent this year. You know, there's there's little things that we can iron out that can get him even better. Um, but I like what we're seeing with him so far. How is it all playing? Um, you know, he's playing three and two. Right? I mean we're all playing three and two. You know, our defensive stats are three and two, you know, everything else. And, um, you know, he's he's doing his job within. I don't, I don't want to downplay it. I just I just don't want to get into the whole like rate everybody's play. You know, it's not about individuals. We talked about that last week. It's about the group. It's about all 11. Um, you know, it's it's all those things. And we expect guys to do their job within, the, um, you know, with within that and to bring some energy to the to the thing and um you know play the run and the pass oboe's done all of those things you know when we talk about effort doesn't take long for you to put tape on and see great effort come from um from oboe um you talk about physicality he's made some big you know plays and you know he's not the biggest guy but he's made some big plays and some some physical plays for us and he's also brought some passion and you know some personality to it so those are the things we're trying to check mark and you know we'll leave pff to grading the players and where they rank in the league and all those things you talked a lot about the selflessness of this group and bubba was just saying that it is kind of a unique bond that guys are really buying in here how unique is this you've been on a lot of teams and well 
I don't know that it's it's you know tremendously unique, but I think that you know if you expect to be a good team, that's one of the things that um, you know that's important. You know, I think that um, you know the the person. I mean, the the uh, vibe is not a good word. The dynamic between your team um, is something that you can't be forced. I think that it has to come from the players. You can lead them a little bit, but um, you know they have to take it over. And I think I told you this a long time ago. You know, if I'm doing my job right, you know, it looks like I'm not doing anything. You know, because the players have have taken the message and run with it, and they've policed themselves, and they've provided leadership and accountability and all those things that we we talk about. Um, you know, and, and we put a lot on having that accountability and having that brotherhood and things like that. Um, I don't know if I've ever known a good team that didn't have that. I've known a lot of bad teams that didn't have it. But, you know, I don't know, you know, which, which one came first, if it was chicken or the egg, if you're good because of that or you get that because of it, you know. I mean, because you're good, you know. Um, you know, but I, I've said this before. Um, you know, your team culture is defined by what you're like when you're at your worst. You know, when things are the hardest. You know, and I think that it's easy when things are going well for things to go good. But we've had a couple setbacks, and I like the way we responded. You know, we we you know had a setback against Baltimore, lost the game. Um, you know, and then had a big challenge coming in. Um, players responded the way we. Um, wanted them to the way they expected to, and we came out with a win. You were off the sidelines for the last couple of years. Are you really having fun enjoying being back back into it? You look like it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. Um, you know, this is, you know, I um, chose to do this in my in my career because I tried to take the approach of, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day. Um, you know, I like being around the game. I like being around players. I like the challenge every week. Um, you know, I think I have something to offer to players there. So it's it's hard not to enjoy it. If, if you're, you know, I, I think sometimes people can get a little cliche in this business as, you know, hey, this is a job. you got to punch the clock, you know, all those things. You've heard all, a lot of those tired cliches. And I've always in the back of my mind thought, you know, if that's all it is to you, you're never going to be successful. Whether you're a member of the media, whether you're working um, down at the steel yard, um, you know, whatever, you're working at the airport. If it's only a job to you, you're never going to be successful. So I try to take that in my personal life, and I hope that's a little bit contagious for the players. Okay. All right, guys. All right, there's your defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, coordinator of the number one defense in the NFL and one of the best through five games. Although, as he pointed out, they don't hand out trophies for what you are through five games. No, which is great. That was right after – because we had a bye, so this was only five games for us. But yeah. for the Miami Dolphins, it was five games after five weeks. Mm-hmm. And Mike McDaniel was asked about they had had statistically the greatest offense in NFL history through five games. Mm-hmm. And – he responded, and I'm going to paraphrase, but something like, well, that's great. Everything we've worked to this offseason, we've accomplished being statistically awesome after five years. What? Unbelievable. T. Scott's. What is the yeah. – What is the, the? I need to know the fabric. I think that's a that, cashmere. Of that jacket. That is like, a cashmere jacket, I think Georgie? So. I mean, it was 
one of, one of the on. softest softest oh materials my I've ever. Gosh, it looks voluptuous. I yeah. mean, it was oh, really Georgie, Oh, Georgie, the cashmere, Georgie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's what I think it is. Mike McDaniel's had himself a good week. He had he t- oh, took man. great umbrage with the the Tua. Uh, they were someone was suggesting that Tua was a system quarterback, and he had Not no patience it. for that whatsoever. And then he's he's mic'd up, having the best time. Great, ever. and then he did a great um, one that's making the rounds, talking about the comparing like fatherhood and coaching and uh-huh. his fatherhood advice. Yeah, he's pretty awesome guy. Pretty awesome guy. For Can you imagine sure. anybody picking picking anybody other than them in Philly. I mean, it just feels like right. It does feel that way, but we'll have to see. We when will we pay yeah, attention. I mean, when we pay attention, feels like there's just an overwhelming amount of momentum for them going into Philly. All right, so I watched a little bit of Good Morning Football this morning. All right, and on it, I found out that Bajent, the quarterback for that's the, the name, that's the name, that's the na- the quarterback, Bajent of Chicago, of the Bears, Shepherd. Uh huh. His dad, his father, okay, father, writing this down, equals. is the world's world arm wrestling champion. I didn't know that. I saw over the top when I was a kid. That's the so, extent of it. I don't know what that means. Kyle, do- of course, tied this story, and they showed a thing from the Senior Bowl where the dad goes on, and they had highlights of some of his like accomplishments. Uno. Look at Uno, strident. He's really bought into your shorts situation it's the mindset. Yeah. I like Uno. Yeah. Yep. He has maybe more cargo shorts than you do, but I think that's still, fair. He's still I feel in, like that's fair. They're both shorts. Shit, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, they showed like a montage of this guy like wrecking, like winning all these competitions, and then he did it on Pelissero. And Pelissero's like trying to go with his whole body weight, both hands on the guy. And I would be worried that he would just like snap, snap something in your arm. Yeah, right. I mean, you've and seen over the top. Yeah. You know how that ended. I know. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was an unbelievable fun fact that this guy's dad is the greatest arm wrestler on the planet. That's amazing. That that really is amazing. It ties into something I saw last night, which was uh, first day since late July that I have not had a practice of some sort to go to during the God, week. How was that piece? It was, a, it was a lot of a lot of downtime. I really didn't know what to do with myself. Luxurious. And I happen to remember a friend of mine saying, "You really should try the Arnold Doc yes. on Netflix." So I was an Arnold guy anyway. Versus Sly, I, I always went. And I, now, now even more, more so. so. What a champion! <laughs> He's unreal. He's unbelievable. Like the whole thing. I. Even when he has to have like you know his make up at the end, it's like the whole thing. So all you worked. went, you ran all. Three I went th- three hours, boom, straight. Through. Good for you. It was right. great. Do, did yeah. you agree with my rankings of like three was still interesting, but one and two were like. Well, on I a didn't. Different the, level. I didn't remember. I mean, obviously, we, I wasn't born, but I had no idea like how dominant he was in the world of bodybuilding, and that he was the. Fa- I knew that he'd won Mister Universe and all that stuff, but I was unaware that he was like basically. The, the face of the sport in terms of that documentary, 100%. in terms of all of that stuff. And so I've been to the Arnold down in Columbus. They have the Arnold every year, yeah, yeah. which is a scene, man. I bet. Um, but but I, I, I was not aware that he was basically the Michael Jordan of bodybuilding for a decade before he became oh, yeah. something else. I thought the coolest thing in that part was when he revealed that he was a millionaire based off of real estate before he even got into acting. And so it made it so he didn't have to take garbage roles. He could basically he could wait on the ones he wanted because he was already very successful. Off Conan was that one. And Conan was it. And he and wanted it, was, it. Crushed it. How about the fact it's that amazing. Like, the, he grows up in Austria, mm-hmm. okay, obviously under, under quite a yoke. Incredible yoke. Yeah. Yes. A yoke that would make Pedro blush. It would. And that's yeah. saying something. That's saying something, yeah. Yeah. 
and that he idolizes Reg Park, who played Hercules. Right. Who is from around the globe. Yep. The likelihood of a young boy from Austria meeting Reg Park at any point in their life infinitesimally small in the 1960s the fact that not only would he meet reg park they would become friends workout buddies and he would go then live with reg park i think in brazil no south uh, south africa south africa that yeah. he would go live with reg park yep is like he was just on his wall in austria when he had nothing yeah and then I mean, now he's was... living with the guy yeah it'd be like if if Tom Cruise was an actual naval aviator and somehow you ended up at Top Gun and he was the yeah. instructor instructing you. Yeah. Or if, like, I ended up, like, as a chemtrain, I think it was on my – well, I wouldn't want to – that could have been a tough one there. Uh, <laughs> it would be like, I guess if, like – It was great. And the funny thing – Young kid it, ended up idolizing The Rock is now, like, boys with The Rock. Boys with The Rock, yeah, and he takes him under your wing. The um, Yeah, it was amazing how what, he manifested all of it was crazy. Okay, two things. One, how about when he gets his buddy to come along and they weren't going to take him because he was too short, and that guy is enormous. He's the guy who lifted the car up. Yeah, right, right. Mark Colombo, I think yeah, was his Columbo, name. Uh-huh. Yeah, Colombo, uh-huh. And then that was crazy, and then the first time he's in Mr. Olympia and he thinks he's winning it easy. And well, the he, one over here. And he loses, and the guy was like, yeah, because you're fat. Right. And he's like, I'm fat. He's fat. He's he too was, big. He was pissed. And then he's, he's like, big. then I got lean. Uh, I liked when he tricked the one guy in the wrestling. I tricked him off for this story. You have to, you have to say, gee, we're, we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. We're good. And then, and then he, he stands out there. <laughs> he's such, awesome. Just the scenes of him working out in that gym. He's like, and then I realized I was like good at this. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. It's great. It's really great. And he says at the end it bothers him when he's a self-made, when people say he's a self-made man because he's gotten help from so many people. But, in fact, he's the definition of. Yeah. There, there is no head start here anywhere. There's no advantage anywhere. There's an, he's not starting on third base. He's not even in the batter's box to get to that point. He is not even at he the stadium. Kennedy, for God's sakes. He's I mean, not he's at the not stadium. In. What do you mean? He's not even. No way. He's not in the country that the stadium is no, in. No, no, no. There's almost like a little bit of a gump thing to it we're like totally everywhere he landed was fortuitous oh my goodness bound him forward into something else but how great is it and he's sitting there in his in his palatial estate which is or i yeah, call it a palatial ranch or whatever yeah he's in to. idaho yeah sun valley hot tub stogie cruising around in hummers because yeah. he wants to because he wants to he's got the donkey and the horse that are he cruises around with and how great was it when he, he was come right in when he was the governor that he he set up a, a cigar tent yeah that's that, where he had to come i actually to. found that stuff very interesting because i was not aware of how if he was a popular governor or not so he i found that stuff very was interesting. then not and then back and then back yeah and then he came back so it was good so that's what i did i'm glad time. good it was good it was very very good yeah. Um, all right, coming up next, um, off the top of the show, we mentioned this. We'll get into it coming up next, and we'll keep an eye on it, what it means. Um, Deshaun Watson is going to practice today. We will get into that. We will hit your hot topics. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. So I just got a text from uh, my good buddy and yep. voice of the Browns, interim, with uh, the great Chris Rose. Ah, And he said... 
I called an arm wrestling tournament with Travis Bajant in it. What a crazy world. Hold on a second. Yeah, I said, did he win? Guys, he said, I think he called parts of the tournament with me. It was a joint venture with the Best Damn Sports Show. So this, I'm telling you, this guy is like in that world. So this, this is guy the guy is who's going to start for the Bears. His son. His son is going to start, start for, for the, the Bears. Bears. And this guy was some sort of a arm wrestling He's the, he's the guy. He's the guy in the sport. Yes. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. The kid won the Harlan Hill, which is the Division II National Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but, I mean, this is obviously something else. Is Travis Bajant the best arm wrestler ever? Nicknamed the Beast, 6'3", 265. Oh, my gosh. Favorite arm wrestling technique, high side pressure. His lever length, 21 inches. That is elbow, any of that means. elbow to fingertip. He's currently a CrossFit CrossFit fitness owner. His son is in this. Titles, he's been many, many championships. Travis, the beast, Bajant, doesn't really care what you think of his swagger. He'll back it up on the table. I'm getting in my own head, the 38-year-old out of Charlestown, West Virginia, declared. Hey, isn't that right where wait, we wait, were? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not that far. You said 38? Well, this was written, this is what it says right now. I mean, obviously, he's not 38 now. He's this is maybe that's when he was talking when he was 30. He snagged 25 national titles and 13 world titles since then, since his early teen years. Came in at 17, put a table beating on two of his older brothers. They were stronger, but he was the up and comer one on technique and he's become the best. You got to watch. We got to. There's a clip right now. Siciliano posted it of give of this guy arm wrestling Pelissero and just we should play the, the audios enthralling the way he cuts a promo on him is. This guy like is no joke. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know me that, either. Like so then, so then Kyle Brandt finishes the segment wearing a Bears hat and tells uh, Bajant, you know, before the game, look in the mirror with your with your Bears hat on. And then he goes, and then do this. Yeah, that's the that's the last time I thought about arm wrestling. Yeah, over the top, over sure. the top. That's it. I believe the guy. I believe Stallone's name in that is Lincoln Hawk. I think so. and I what's the what's, and what's the big bad like it's like a, I don't know it's the stupidest premise of all time for a movie like he has well, to win the arm wrestling like to get a truck a semi truck and he has to win custody of his kids at stake at one point yeah but he needs the truck for the money isn't a truck I, I feel like you win a semi truck if you win the arm wrestling I have not seen it in, in thirty five years so there's the bad guy thirty years at least the, I thought they were I thought they had her. They had the daughter for ransom or something. He was Bull Hurley, Bob Richard Lee Zumwalt Jr., American professional arm wrestler and actor, and that's the one who played the big bad in it. I mean, you have Robert Loggia. You had an- Robert Loggia. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get a Robert Lo- Bob Loggia, he's a, <laughs> what do you mean? That's what I said. He's unbelievable. Give me one bad movie. That guy. No, he's in. great. He's fantastic and big. Over the top. Scarface. He's great. Big. And big. He's an over officer the top. and a gentleman. Yeah, it's great. Wasn't he also in, uh, I want to say, the one where Kathy Ireland's like the, the field goal kicker? Yeah, he's the coach or the defensive coordinator or the head coach. I can't remember. No, he's the necessary de- roughness. De- he's the defensive coordinator. I wonder how that film holds up today. Probably not well. <laughs> Probably not. He's Logi has got Independence with a Scott Day. Bakula he's got Bacula. He's got Oh, Bacula. Independence Sinbad Day. is an offensive tackle. He's got an unbelievable catalog. He does, yeah. He's, he's, Logia's done a very, Bob Logia's done he, a good job. Yeah. The real-life arm wrestler who inspired the Lincoln Hawk character, won in the trucker's class of the actual over-the-top tournament, won the Volvo white truck and trailer mobile trailer that were the grand prize in the movie. It was worth about $250,000.
All right. He's a Lincoln Hawk. Here's from here's the plot. Truck driver who also arm wrestles for extra cash. His estranged estranged wife, Christina, suffering from heart disease, asks that Hawk pick up their young son, Michael, from military school and develop a relationship with him. Hawk had left them 10 years earlier. Michael's wealthy grandfather, Christina's father, Jason Cutler, believes that Hawk has no right to be in his grandson's life. Michael's distrusts Hawk initially and treats him with contempt at every turn. I remember the kid being like, I remember thinking the kid was a punk. So, yeah, he he advances to the finals. Um, in Las Vegas, 500000 top-of-the-line semi-truck, even better than the tournament grand prize, on the condition that he stays out of the lives for good. So the dad makes a deal with him, tries to, the, Try to pay, buy him buy off. Buy him off, right. Hawk refuses it, vows to retrieve Michael after the tournament. He returns to the in tournament with improved focus, advances to the final match against Hurley. Michael finds Hawk and apologizes for misjudging him. Finally, it took forever. I do remember that, which gives Hawk the emotional support he needs to compete. Emotional support. After a long match, Hawk manages to beat Hurley, wins the tournament. A triumphant Hawk and Michael take their accumulated winnings and drive off in the new truck to start a new life together. <laughs> Meantime, kind of makes me feel like I got to take the Bears and the scores. Like, this is the progeny of, of this man. Bajan, there's they're how's he three. losing? They're getting three. That's it. They're getting three. Well, getting, I feel like who points. in the world would take them? So they've no. got to do it. They've got to do it. Oh my! So it's got to be. How great is that, though? What a fun! That's discovery unbelievable. That is. So I'm also want to I want to track down the age of the guy now All to right, make sure that he doesn't wasn't like 15 when he fathered the current quarterback of the Bears. All right. Like I think we need to know is that it Tyler's. I always said Tyler Travis Bajan. Yeah, I think that's right. Travis. Yeah, Let's get the name on him, or get the age on him so that we have a better – there's no wiki for him, I noticed. No, sad. Yeah, usually you get a quick pop-up. That's what you, I was looking you for. You know that. it, yeah. and that's that's what you're looking for there, and you figure that stuff out. But must, maybe arm wrestling is not as big a deal as – or maybe it's exactly as big a deal as I thought. No, it's a big deal. Nah. <laughs> no wiki for the greatest of all time. That doesn't all right, hold be... on, hold on. Here we go. We, well, we can get there through his son. So his son was born in 2000. Yeah. In Martinsburg, West Virginia. Yep. Uh, and says that his father, Travis, is a 19-time world arm wrestling champion. So that doesn't tell doesn't me, give though. us anything about his age. No. How old? Is he? I just want to make sure he's not, you know, what do you he mean? didn't father the kid at 14 I'll or tell something. you this. when yeah. you, Gibbe, can we get that, that audio? When you see, if you see him in the thing with Pelissero, which was at this year's Senior Bowl, he yeah. does not look old. You get you get an age for me on that. All right, here we go. Here it is. Boom, you got it. Date of birth, October the third. Happy recent birthday, nineteen seventy six. So the dad's forty seven. Okay, okay. So that's that's well within the in the realm. Yeah. Of, of where it ought to be. Yes. Right, very good. Yes. 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 Um, like Thirty eight. I just was second. like, hold a second here. Are we burying the <laughs> Wait lead? A Wait a second. He had this kid yeah. at thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, Deshaun's going to practice. Yeah, and now what I'd like to see is how does it go from there? And yeah. can we – this team is in a – this team has not been able to stack wins, and I think this game is so important. I saw um, – pretty sure it was pro football focus that if the Browns win this game, they have a 70% chance to make the playoffs, and if they lose it, it goes down to like 39% chance to make yeah, the that's playoffs. That's what it feels like. So this is a monstrous game, and uh, I certainly – would like to see Deshaun Watson out there. No offense, nothing against P.J. Walker. Came and got the job done. But if you look at the two games that Deshaun Watson has missed, we have thrown zero touchdowns and five interceptions. 
that's not great. That ain't going to do it, brother. That's not going to do it. So I would be eager to get away from that. And you're going against a team that is starting a rookie at one corner who's a second-round pick, Juju Brents. You're out of Kansas State, Big 12 not known for its defense. Yep. That I do know as that a Pac-12 aficionado. Is, is, yeah, for sure. Texas A&M's Jalen Jones is the seventh-round pick. He starts at the other corner. They're, one of their starting safeties, Rodney Thomas III, seventh-round pick last year from Yale. Jeez. Their best corner is Kenny Moore, who, believe it or not, was an undrafted free agent with New England. They cut him in 17, doesn't make the roster, claimed by the Colts and has been there ever since. He's got 15 career picks. He's been a pro bowler in 2021 out of Valdosta State. Then they've got Julian Blackman out of Utah, their third rounder in 2020. But that's that's the secondary. Like, this is not – they're getting roasted. I mean, both corners are giving up quarterback ratings of more than 100 when targeted in coverage. One of them's given up a 136.5. I mean, they lost their starting quarterback, Dallas Flowers, great name, uh, in week four. So this is – this is a game where you want to have your quarterback in a dome, perfectly controlled environment, and, and in this dome, this very dome, Deshaun Watson has thrown for more than 300 yards every game at Lucas Oil. He's got a 375-2, and two, a 373-2, and two. never completed fewer than 68% of his passes. Like, let go. Yeah, time to roll a little bit. We'll get into the matchup coming up next. We'll start with our defense against the Colts offense. Mm. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Now come out to Slim and Chubby's in Strongsville tonight, 7 to 8. Yeah. The coaches show live with Elijah Moore. He'll be there signing autographs throughout the night. Brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. So this is the this week's starting quarterback of the Bears. Yeah. This is his dad, the world tag team or the world uh, arm wrestle champion yeah. like 20 times over. This is last year at the Senior Bowl That's right. with Tom Pelissaro. Yeah, watch the video. Even after you listen to this, I recommend you watch the video. All right, go ahead. So the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, seven Super Bowl rings. That pales in comparison to your 28 world championships in arm wrestling. I met you the other night, and we began talking, and you suggested maybe we should arm wrestle just to see if I could take down a 28-time world champion. What do you think? No doubt. And I honestly expected you guys to do this on Monday. I can't believe what took you guys so long. <laughs> and I've had this little set, I love this set up for you since Monday. And if you can come over here, I can give you a little demonstration. All right, let's, let's find oh. out here. I, I know very oh little about arm God. wrestling. Don't, I know Brian's going to hold the mic don't here. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, would, would this the, be the referee spot right here? Can Ed just be the referee? Get in there, Ed. First of all, have you ever done this before? No. no. Perfect. I'll take over from here. I can actually keep this if you don't mind. Perfect. So we're going to hand to the side. I'll leave mine hand here to the side. It's real easy. If your hand hits that pad, you are the great, you are the baddest dude in the history of the NFL Network. What usually happens is I win. What's best for you is don't fight it. Right? Everybody's good at something, and this is what I do. Ready and go. Nice. Relax there, young man. I thought for sure you'd be a lot stronger. I'll take it from here. Listen, the rest of these people, they've been calling me Travis. You can call me Daddy, young man. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot to the NFL Network. He's actually a lot stronger than I thought. He could definitely beat you. 
There it is, guys. And that's going to hurt tomorrow. But I swear by Saturday, I'll be ready. I know Travis will be ready, too, right? Wow. And for some of you guys in the back, if you want to you believe it, you want to feel it, get on up here. It's the real deal. Thanks a lot, guys. Let's go, Tyson. How is that guy not – we were talking in the break. How is he not WWE? Sign him up. Let's He's go. I'm, I'm captivated. So – when he His says, I'll, I'll take this from here, that's the first time he took the microphone out of somebody's yeah. hand and just started going off. This, at the end, he takes the mic right out of Pelicero's hand again and says, at the back, if you ain't believe and come and feel it because it's the real deal. I mean, this guy, His son, I'm all like, I'm rooting. I, I don't understand yeah. how we didn't know about this until today. I just think because the kid played at Shepherd and you're not paying attention. Why would we? Why would you? Because that was at the Senior Bowl. Though, so right, I know, be, but, but like he's I, an undrafted free agent. Like it was just I don't know. Never like anything that was just, going to until once that made it onto TV. Moment. Though you'd feel like yeah. that's gonna get that's gonna that's gonna get around. I mean that yeah. he's pretty good. Pretty good. You ready for your matchup? I'm ready. All right, your matchup is presented by Ballybet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. We are looking for the Browns' defense versus the Colts' offense, and for that, we go to Dr. Z. The Browns' defense is historically good. The next level is next. Okay, all right, all right. Browns' defense, number one, yards per play, 3.8, number one, in yards per game, 200.4. Give it. Yes. Who is second in the NFL in yards per game? Go. Given up. Given up. Defensively. Allowed. Yards allowed per game. Number two in the NFL. Who is number one? We are. Give it. Give it. Come on. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Are I, you kidding me? No, no. No, 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 no. Dallas? No. Baltimore. Browns are at 200 yards per game. What do you think Baltimore, number two in the NFL, is in yards per game allowed? Probably 280. 260.8. Good job. Give it. Take that. Browns. Recovered nicely. Well. <laughs> Browns, number one pass yards per game. Number one opponent completion percentage. Number one on third downs. We know it is the third fewest allowed through five games since the 1971 Baltimore Colts. That's before... Under the cover of night, they loaded up some of those semis that were won in the film over the top and drove yeah. to Indianapolis to become the Indianapolis Colts, who the Mayflower, Browns played this week. The Mayflower, Mayflower trucks. trucks, they yeah. sure were. By the way, how good has the Browns defense been in the three wins? I will tell you. 7.7 points per game, 150 total yards, 10 sacks, 80 pass yards in three games that they've won. Takeaways, only four, though. Second fuse in the NFL. How about this? This is the first team in the Super Bowl era to give up fewer than 1,200 yards through the first five games and not have at least seven takeaways. Just dominant, three and outs. All right, so how do we match up against this team? Well, they can run it a little bit. They, I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, 116.7 yards per game, eight rushing touchdowns on the season. Zach Moss, 466 yards. He is number two in the NFL. So good thing, though, good thing, they had decided to give $42 million to the guy that's not second in the NFL that's in right. rushing, to Jonathan Taylor, who has come back and so far this year averaging just 2.6 yards per carry. But he was great in 2021 that year. Uh, he had 1,800-plus yards, 18 rushing touchdowns, led the league in. Total yards, total touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, all of it. 
but we haven't seen it since then. Guy had 32 touchdowns his first two seasons. He's been injured, though, injured last year and missed the beginning of this year in that little stalemate, but they reward him. So it's all about those running backs when they throw it. Chances are it's going to go to Michael Pittman, leads the team 40 catches. That's eighth most in the league, 406 yards and a touchdown. They also have the rookie Josh Downs out of North Carolina who's coming on strong, 5'9", 171. He can fly a little bit. Two weeks ago, season I, six catches, 97 yards against Tennessee. Last week, got his first touchdown of the season in the Indianapolis Colts loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They also have a bunch of tight ends that they play. Mo Alley-Cox, Kylan Granson, actually third on the team with 16 catches for 170 yards. Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, 9-17 and 17 all times as a starter, but 3-11 in his last 14 games for his career. 63% completions, 47 touchdowns, 18 picks. I'll say that again, 47 touchdowns, 18 picks for his career. Yeah. 91.5 rating this year, 65% completion, 6.4 yards per attempt, 3 touchdowns, 3 picks, 81 rating. He does not run. He has been sacked 8 times, 2 fumbles. He has thrown a turnover-worthy play under duress on more than 12% of his passes. So if we get him under pressure in eight times, he's going to throw a pick. If you get him under pressure 30 times in this game, which we won't do, but it's called 20, he's going to throw you two or three yep. picks. And that's what the Browns need to do to get after him. So what's Minshew doing? He knows he doesn't like to be under pressure. Their line's banged up. We'll see if Braden Smith's able to come back. Otherwise, they'd be starting fourth-rounder Blake Freeland, who has given up in five games, three starts this season, a team-high 13 pressures and one sack. So what's Minshew doing? He is getting the ball out quickly, very quickly. 2.4 yards average. That's fifth fastest tied with Brock Purdy, and we were able to get to Brock Purdy. When you make him hold the ball, he will turn it over to you. Two interceptions, seven turnover-worthy plays, 80 rating. When he's clean, uh, uh, gets it out quickly, 72% completions, and he takes care of the football at a higher rate. Get him under pressure. I mentioned that, 64 rating. 10 yards or more in the air, that's where he does not throw the ball. Only 17 of 38 on the season. When it's short, quick, 73 of 90, 81%, 100-plus rating, two touchdowns, no picks, three picks on passes of more than 10 yards in the air. So here's what you got to do. He's a guy that likes a one-read. He's a one-read guy. We'll play more zone, I would imagine, this week than we did last week. That was a very unique game plan against the 49ers. But that's what he likes, those quick little sticks, especially in the middle of the field. Get it out quick. Get those five, you know, six, seven yarders. If you can take away that first read, and if we get them into third and long and we're able to play man, they have nobody that's scary in this pass game. Nope. Play man, lock them up, make him throw tight window throws or hold the ball, and then our pass rush will absolutely overwhelm this team. This is not an exciting offense, but they have been productive. They have been able to win three games. But this is a game, this is the 49ers defense should have their way. However, I will note, now some of these are in come-from-behind efforts. 21 points they scored against Houston, 31 against the Texans, 22 against the Ravens in an overtime win, 23 in the loss to the Rams, 23 over the Titans, and 20 in the loss to Jack. So this is a team that scored 20 points all six games this season. You mentioned the 1970 Baltimore Colts defense. Yeah. I'm confident you'll have heard of at least four people on that team. Art Donovan. Uh, well, he Artie Donovan may have been retired. Yeah, Art Donovan was retired already. Oh, no. Uh, you did have Johnny Unitas on that team, yep. so he was. It looks like he was the backup to Earl Mora, Earl Morrill. Yeah. Uh, John Mackey was on that team. He's a Gold yep. Jacket. Yep. Bill Curry's on that team. So these are all like NFL films when we were kids. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. These guys are on all the time. But on the defense alone, Billy Ray Smith, Bubba Smith, Mike Mad Dog Curtis, oh my, Christ. and Ted the Stork Hendricks, all Stork. on that defense. Ted Hendricks. Ted Hendricks. Six seven. Known more for his time with the Raiders. The Good Madden player. He's a good Madden good. card because he's a six-seven linebacker that they turn into like a safety and he runs around and picks everything because he's 
ginormous. He definitely is. Uh, we'll get you your fantasy minute coming up next. Just to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, visit your local Tide Cleaners this October for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Browns home game. You'll be automatically entered to win with any purchase. Time for the Fantasy Minute presented by Scaleco Capital. Scaleco Capital investing, scaling companies locally. Boy, I, I would just tell you that I, it's October, what, 19th? Yeah. I cannot recall the, the amount of injury that has happened in this league that is, makes, makes fantasy so challenging. Um, NBC is without Montgomery. Tyron Williams, Mike Williams, Aaron Rodgers, like all guys who he was drafted sure, drafted sure. to be guys, mm-hmm. they're all down, and that type of story can be mimicked throughout the league. No it's doubt, wild, yeah. and you don't know who's going to go. That's why like, you got to dig deep, baby. Like the Rams guys, I don't know who are those guys to roll. Stay with. away, none of them. That's a mess. Like is Reynolds going to go with the? And Detroit? you wonder if will Kyron Williams ever come? Like now there are all those guys in the mix. Does he ever come back to be? He was like the dude, the dude. And it was like, oh, he's going to miss a week. And then I saw yesterday. Well, he might not come back to week ten. Yeah, one of my leagues, we had a chance. We made a trade that got us basically the services of Garrett Wilson for the entirety of his career, mm-hmm. which was a good one. And we had the option to give them Montgomery or Kyron Williams. I wanted to keep Montgomery, obviously. My partner wanted to keep Kyron Williams because he was the guy, the only guy. Mm-hmm. And now my, neither one of them is playing. So in that case, yeah, it's moot. But I feel very comfortable in Montgomery's role when he is Provided yeah, whatever healthy. that could be. But I don't know if that's next week or whenever. Yeah. And it's a great point on Kyron Williams because he's he was a dude for like three straight weeks. Last week he had 150 and two touchdowns. Right. And now all of a sudden, now he's done for six, four weeks or whatever. It's and they were like saying he was fine. I know. I, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on with the league. I don't know what's going on either. All right. Uh, fantasy this week, quarterback position. Lots of teams on by. Got six of them on by. So this is a week. Here are some names kind of at that bottom end that I like that I think you can dial up. Number one, of course, Sam Howell, who has been a very good fantasy quarterback going against the G-Men. That is good G-Men right there. Thank you. Matt Stafford going against the Steelers. Jared Goff against the Ravens, although that's a tough matchup there. And then I like Geno Smith. He's the one he's on a lot of waiver wires. Pick him up and play him against Arizona. I think he'll be quite pleased with the outcome there. Running backs. It is tough to find running backs right now who are playing, right? Like, that is, that's the hard part. And how about the fact that Raheem Mostert is the number one running back in fantasy football? Who had that? And David Achan is probably still top 10 on the same team. Yeah, right. And hasn't played. All right, guys, to start, all the main names, you know that. Uh, if you're looking to dig a little bit deeper, I do like our own Jerome Ford this week. I like Ramondre Stevenson has bounced back a little bit. Obviously, if there's no McCaffrey and they turn it over to Elijah Mitchell, you start him. Mason is even worth exploring there. Um, it's not pretty, though. Not a pretty scene at the running back position this week, especially with all the guys down. Wide receivers. You know how to do this. It, it, you play your guys that are studs. I think that Brandon Ayuk is a must-play this week against Minnesota. I think Devontae Adams is going to get some of that squeaky wheel, gets the grease. We're going to need to see that. Keep rolling with Jordan Addison. 
Zay Flowers is a must-start every week at this point. I like Terry McLaurin this week as well. I think Terry McLaurin has a chance to have a very good game against the Giants. Pairing that with Howell, we talked about that earlier. Um, Gabe Davis is scoring. Curtis Samuel has been very productive as well. And then everybody keeps talking about Rasheed Rice, that he's going to be start to be really become the guy there. And I think you'd roll the dice on him as a number three wide receiver this week. Tight ends, again, this position is very tough right now. Um, Pat Fryermuth coming off of the bye week. I, I look, look for them to get him a little bit more involved. I, I like that one for you. Uh, otherwise, you're starting your normal people. There's really not a whole lot to do at that position outside of those guys. And then defenses, this is a week where there are a lot of interesting defenses. Obviously, you love the Browns each and every week. Uh, Seattle against Arizona. Um, the Commanders against the Giants. I like the Bucks against Atlanta. I like as well the where am I put the Raiders against the Bears. But now I change my now mind I don't on know that. If you now can. I don't. I don't yeah. think I. Can. I won't. In fact, so scratch that. Yeah, it is a weird week, man. Yeah, you're down a bunch of games, and then you have just injuries everywhere. I mean. I was going through the games this week. There are a ton of dog games. Yep. There's week. some very good ones, though. Well, there's three. There's the there's the the Sunday Nighters, the best Sunday Nighter week. It's the best primetime game we've had. Yep. It's Dolphins and Eagles. Um, the Lions and the Ravens is a fun game. And I think that the Rams and the Steelers could be a fun game. I um, think so, too. Those, and those ones game. are all pretty good. But the early window is rough. Yeah. Very, very rough going forward. Um, all right, good job out of you on that. Um, we will get to our pick. Thir- do we know what's going on with? I can tell you. Do we have an, an update on? Yes, Lawrence. This is, this is from Scott Petrak. Uh, Browns quarterback. Uh, some low throws, but way more zip than the last time we saw him. Didn't look like he let it rip completely, but threw up to 30 yards and took several reps in individual drills. There you go. So that's the most active practice that Deshaun Watson has had. We'll take it. A we'll couple, uh, couple notes from the Colts He's practice be... going on. Yep. Alec Pierce uh, looks to be back. Yep. He was working it out today. No Braden Smith again today. Good. Uh, and no sign of Kylan Granson. Kylan Granson, third leading receiver on the team. He, no sign of him today either. Yeah, he uh, and he's coming off of a season high three catches for sixty-seven yards. So that would be a big loss for them. Obviously, Braden Smith is out with a foot injury. That's the big one. Alec Pierce, their second rounder out of Cincinnati last year, good rookie season, five hundred ninety-three yards, uh, two touchdowns this year, just eleven catches, one hundred forty-nine yards, no touchdowns. Had three for twenty-five last week. When you when you start like having a conversation about their offensive talent or lack thereof, yep, the signing of Jonathan Taylor is more silly by the minute. It's absurd that they did that. The way they played that whole thing was just silly. And I think it was probably just pride that they didn't want to give him up for a third round pick or a fourth round pick, but they would have been better off probably than than doing what they're doing. Let's not forget this is the same organization that once traded a first round pick to our organization for Trent Richardson. Yeah, that happened too. Yeah. All right, we will go one on one with MJ Emerson coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, now live in Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
When a medical mistake caused you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now here's Z one-on-one with MJ Emerson. Time now to talk to Mr. Interception himself, MJ Emerson, great friend of the program. MJ, how you doing now? You got that first interception, got to kind of sit with that, the big win over the weekend. That had to be a, a fun one for you. Yeah, man, it was a great feeling um, after that Sunday. W, you know, the win first, my first interception, man. It was just um, – it was great, man, to just, just chill at home and just, you know, uh, enjoy those moments with the family. Where's the ball? The ball is – in our de- in our defensive meeting room right now. All right, you're gonna get it at some point, I would hope. Yeah, it's, okay. it's in a cage. Yeah, so um, we just put all our uh, turnovers, our balls, and our uh, sacks on fourth downs or whatnot in the cage, and we just look at it as motivation, just to go get more. So I'll get it at the end of the year. All right, very cool, very cool. What's kind of been the reaction from many of your uh, friends and family about you know because you played so well in your rookie year, but that was the one thing that eluded you, right? Was getting your hands on the ball, getting that interception to finally kind of get that. Take that off of you. Man, blessing, you know. Just thank the Lord uh, for that moment. Um, and it was like a burden, you know, off, 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 sure. of, my, off my back, honestly. And uh, my family, they would just uh, kept telling me, man, I told you. I told you it was coming. I told you it was coming. Like everybody just kept saying, I told you, you know, and just go get more now. So on that play, to my untrained eye, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it looked like you guys were in man with a robber in the middle of the field. Rodney McClellan came down. So you were in outside leverage, forcing him when you had the help into the middle. Kind of how did that play unfold? And at what point did you see the ball being like, wait, that's actually coming to me? Yeah, we play uh, one, one, one low, one high. Defense actually was man to man. All my help was inside, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I was playing not like a trail technique, but I was waiting for, for him to cross my face and break. As soon as he tried to break, um, I broke as well. But Rodney, he did his job so well. And uh, D-line as well. You know, everybody's just doing their job. You know, sticky sticky man coverage all across the board. And um, obviously, they love, like, throwing a lot of in-breaking routes. And he threw it behind him. I guess he seen Rodney, and then he tried to, you know, tried to make a, a tight throw and uh, wasn't very accurate. And it was right there. I was right there to make the play. Once you caught it, were you like – to the house, what was your first thought? Yeah, when I called it, I was like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I was thinking sideline, but then Greg, I'll blame Greg, okay? <laughs> I seen Greg waving, like, come this way, come this way. So it kind of messed me up, but, yeah, it was all good at the end of the day. So when you put it back, if you had not followed Greg to the house? Yeah, it's not Greg's fault, obviously not. But, I, yeah, I should have just, you know, when you catch a pick, you always, I mean, every D.C., every defensive coach teach you to hit the sideline, close the sideline, so I should have just hit the sideline. And just took what I got. You know. Listen, very happy with the pick. Speaking of Greg, you and I have talked about this many, many times. Well documented. There was a little bit of, we'll call it action, proverbial action, on who would get the first interception. You got it. So, yes, to the victor goes the spoils. My question for you is, what were the spoils? Okay. So, it, it is a gift of my choice. I'm not really sure what I want yet. Okay. Um, not too many things I need. So, it's, it's going to be something I want, maybe like a bag or something. You know, not, I'm not going to do it too, too bad, but, yeah, just something I want. Something nice or something. I don't know. You're going to get a Merce like his? A Merce? What's that? A man purse. Oh, oh that's what you call it, a Merce? <laughs> yeah, we just call it, like, the name. So, yeah, probably like a little go-yard, you know, like a little toiletry bag or something like that. Yeah, sir. Something that you can wear when we go on road trips, which we're about to go on a lot of, get the pictures of it, and every time he sees the picture, it's like, oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah. I'll be thinking a lot. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you, and thank this defense. You guys are playing outrageous football, doing things that haven't been done in this league in, 70, in 52 years, last time 1971. What's making this thing all click in your mind? Oh, man. Uh, coaches, the want to, um, the will to, 
and um just the standard man honestly you know and not not uh not want to let your brother down you know um it's bigger you know it's bigger than us it's bigger than just one player you know it's, it takes all 11 and that's how we look at it and, and while we out there on the field together man it's, it's a brotherhood so you know and the offense they just trying to they trying to mess up our brotherhood and, and from our eyes so you know don't let nobody come close to the family so just protect what's yours when jim schwartz told you to put your man shoes on and you guys were actually in man about 80 percent of the time against the 49ers 87 percent. <laughs> did you like that i know you like to play man i've seen you strap people up since your days down in mississippi state did you like that and and is that kind of a challenge to you guys to be like let's go of course, um, it's a challenge, man. Just knowing that your DC and your um, your coaches and everybody they believe in you. You know, to um, play man to man all game. You know, with no help, it's uh it's a great task. You know, and uh, I'm proud of our guys. You know, the way we responded to that task. And um, yeah, we love to play man. Honestly, we like to get after guys. You know, but um, who knows? You might get three phases in a row. You know, but you have to play man on the fourth on the fourth place so you know it's, it's ups and downs in that obviously um i feel like we held our own we played pretty good but i gotta tip my hat to the d-line man you know because sometimes we wasn't in position and you know they was there you know to hit home or get pressures and uh that's how that's how it works you know rushing coverage it works together you know and and i'm just so thankful to be on this team and with with the, with the guys we got with the guys we have and everybody buying in the sky's the limit for this defense it feels like these turnovers are going to come in bunches that's been the one thing only the four takeaways so far but it feels like as you mentioned the ball's been on the ground a lot it's just kind of bounced in a very bizarre way right back to the offense every single time you guys playing tight coverage you know when the ball's got to come out the opportunities are going to keep coming i would say yes sir the opportunities will be there you know um a lot of opportunities will come and uh, we just got to uh, just start fast, honestly, and, and, and force and force opposing offenses to, to run what we want them to run. And, and, you know, when we can control the game, that's where we get the turnovers. Probably get excited. Part of it is on first and second down, right? And that takes everybody, all 11, to be in run defense and to get them in those third and obvious passing situations where everybody gets to go feast. And, and you look at this game, very good running back. Zach Moss is second in the league in rushing. They get Jonathan Taylor back. And then, but if you can get Gardner Minshew in those third and long situations, their line's got some injuries, that's an opportunity, I think. And that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars did last week, three interceptions in that game. Oh, three, yeah. I actually didn't know they caught three, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's a plan, you know, first and second down, stop the run and enforce them to pass, you know, and they play into our hands, you know. We force them to pass, we get, you know, a couple more, uh, a couple more of us out there on the field. When I say us, I would say DBs, you know, and we get to play, you know, and do what we do best. Well, you mentioned the coaching earlier. What has Jim Schwartz meant to this defense and, and meant to even to you? Oh, man, he, he, he's the heartbeat, you know. He's the heartbeat. Um, he told us coming in, coming in, um, when, when, when he feel like, well, he does all his coaching during the week, so he goes pretty hard during the week. But Sunday, he just sit back, you know, and, and let us coach. You know, he feel like his job is done at that point, you know, and uh, he don't really say too much Sunday. So, um, obviously, um, man, whatever, whatever. However he know how to get to us, he just got to keep doing it, you know, because he's, he's reaching through everybody, you know, and, um, and everybody ready to go play and buckle up for him. One other guy I want to ask you about is Brandon Lynch, big big B. Lynch fan. And, and, and really he is two incredible human beings because he's the B. Lynch you know pretty much, I'd say, six days a week. And then there's B. Lynch on game day, which is he is ready to go, like, wreck somebody, which is awesome to see. This is the first year where it's really like his room. How has that been for him? And, and I know that you guys are all so tight in that room with B. Lynch. Yeah, man. Uh, B. Lynch, he's a great guy on and off the field. Um, just thankful to play with him as well. You know, um, he, he's a good father figure, man. I look at him, you know. You know, honestly, I'm excited to come to work because of B. Lynch. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, when you come into the B room, you're actually going to learn. You know, he's going to coach you. 
and um, it's all love at the end of the day. So I'm excited to have him as a coach, man. It's blessed to have a, a coach like B. Lynch for sure. We are excited and blessed to have you. Looking forward to go out there, maybe getting another one this Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. MJ, thanks so much for the time as always. Yes, sir. Thank you. You know, it's really cool. That cornerback room fi to, to feels to me like finally playing to what we thought it could all be. Healthy, yeah. everybody locked in. Like, we've seen brilliance from all three of them individually, and now all at the same time you see how dominant it can be. Yeah, and it's very fun to see and, and they're having fun and yep. it's like I love MJ from the day that he came in here you knew oh, that gosh, he was yeah. wired exactly the right way it was an absolute steal by Andrew Barry in the third round and you know you kind of think about now and Delpit was a second rounder MJ third rounder playing at a high level Dewan a fourth rounder playing at a high level you've gotten more than you ever would have expected out of a sixth rounder in Donovan Peoples-Jones even if the numbers aren't there this particular season Jerome Ford was a fifth rounder mm -hmm. like You've got principal players from all of those later rounds that have been very good for your football team. Alex Wright's starting to come on very, very strong. Jordan Elliott just had his best game. You know, some of the guys that, that they draft, JOK yeah. is becoming a superstar. Greg, like, all of a sudden, you're feeling pretty good about, you know, what the, this young collection of homegrown, home-drafted talent. And it's fun to see, but this room is awesome. I got some good MJ. Can I interest you in some uh, MJ yeah, Emerson go. stats? Go, go. You want some? All right. Mm -hmm. Number one in the NFL, 30% completions allowed in coverage. Number two in the NFL, 35 quarterback rating when targeted. Number two in the NFL, given up a reception, one for every 22 cover snaps. That's MJ Emerson for you right there. You talked about already our pass defense, number one, blah, 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 blah. Denzel's given up 48% completions in coverage. That's eighth in the NFL. Greg Newsom given up just a 78 rating when targeted in coverage. I mean, they are all playing at very very elite levels yes they are offensively Deshaun Watson out there spinning it around a little bit that is a big big step in the right direction you'll hear from his offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt we'll do the matchup the other way coming up next you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns. They can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit OhioBusinessMachines.com. And now let's go to the podium and offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. You guys planning to have the Sun Watson in practice today? Yeah, I think he's scheduled to, to get out there and, and make some throws. So part of the process of him just, you know, trying to get back ready to play. Um, good to get him out there with the guys. Does that mean that he's trending towards... <laughs> I, I'd hate to put a, say that, Mary Kay. I know he's, he's it's getting better, obviously, because he's going to be out there today. I'll say that. But nothing has gone according to, to Hoyle in this whole process, right? So you guys are probably ramping him up, getting him ready, getting him back. So, you know, you know, we'll see how it goes today. But excited to get him back out on the field. I know he's excited. Did you assess how P.J. did last week and how comfortable are you with him if he has to go again? Yeah, I mean, you're only going to get better every time you get more experience, right? Um, you know, I thought he battled hard in that game, did a lot of really good things. Um, you know, as always, you're going to have a few plays you want back, you know. Um, but, you know, the, the times that we put the ball in harm's way, I thought he made two great plays getting the, the, the interceptor down. 
uh, especially the first time, be able to throw that pick to 54 and then tackle him and then have our defense be able to hold. Those were, that's a huge play by him in that game. It was a, it was a double minus and then a double plus. So, um, you know, but, but that's things you'll learn from each week. Very comfortable if PJ uh, starts again this week. I think he's going to be a week better in our system. Uh, yeah, a little, a little shocked, but that's part of that's part of the that's part of the process. We, you know, we got I got to communicate to him better in that situation, but um, you know, that's that's stuff that we'll, we'll improve from each week. You know, seems like he understood pretty quickly. Throw the ball to Amari Cooper. Good things happen. Uh, how much does the public guy like him to have two out there? Oh, it's huge. You know, and that was a challenge for those receivers going in that week. That was a physical group of corners. Um, they were grabby. Uh, they were physical at the line of scrimmage, and we challenged our receivers to make plays on 50-50 balls. Um, you know, in the second one there, where he went up over top of the guy, that was a great job by Amari. But anytime you have a guy that 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 uh, you know his stature, Amari out there, you feel very comfortable giving him opportunities. Later in the game, uh, we gave him an opportunity in the double coverage, and that's where we just, as a quarterback, we need to draw that line of um, making a better decision on that that one play. You know, I think he's really taking a day at a time, um, you know, not looking too far ahead and just trying to, to, to get better and through his rehab process each day. He's been great in the room, um, very positive, you know, uh, last week with PJ as a starter. So um, he's doing all the right things. Um, but, you know, I know it's it's tough for him. He wants to be out there worse than anybody. If you want to give uh, PJ as many reps as possible, if it looks like he's starting, how do you Interrupt his game preparation. Sure, and that's that, yeah, that's that's a hard balance. You know, you're trying to make sure that that he's ready, and at the same time, if if Deshaun's ready, then you want to make sure he. You know, so you're juggling back and forth. But you know, as a backup quarterback, that's your life. You know, you're used to not taking a ton of reps and being able to have to come up and get get hot right away and, and go. So it's it's good practice for him. If he's you know if he gets all the reps, great. And if he gets half the reps, great. You know, we're gonna roll with the punches on that one. So. It was weird. Yeah, just see him dressed in you know in a, in a raincoat on the sidelines. Strange. Uh, I, you know, just talking to him after the game, it killed him. You know, it was really real weird feeling for him. I'm sure. But um, you know, anytime you can plug a veteran guy that's a Pro Bowler in there, um, you know, it's good for us. We're happy, to, really happy to have him back. But I tell you this, I'll say this about Mike Dunn. He played his butt off. I mean, he uh, most guys would have come out after the halftime. He pulled his calf right before the half, and he played on one leg the whole second half, and that's a tribute to his toughness. And uh, I know he was greatly appreciated by that offense. What impressed you about just the way that Jerome Green had gotten the run going, especially Yeah, that was big. Those guys ran hard. I thought Kareem ran extremely hard. Like he, uh, you know, he made some tough four or five yard runs. You know, there was there was a crease there, and he put his head down. Um, and, and did some really dirty work in between the tackles. You know, he's a great screen runner. We know that. And then Jerome, man, he's nifty in there. He's tough to bring down. He's got great feet. Uh, he had some huge runs, especially in that fourth quarter. So happy with where those guys are right now. What is unique about Indianapolis defensively that they yeah. present to you? Uh, it's definitely a, a distinctive defense with Gus Bradley. You know, it's, he's been playing it for a long time. I've played a lot against that style of defense over the course of the years. It's unique in the fact that it's it's a, a lot of zone, you know, a lot of zone, a lot of uh, weak rotation with the safety, some unique looks where they keep the safety a little bit higher and the and their single high, 
Um, you know, they cheat their safety to the field. It's a 60-40 look. It's, it's a distinctive defense, um, and they play it really well. You know, it's not a lot of complexity to it, but they understand where they are in each coverage call, each run fit, and they play it really well. Uh, not having uh, Stewart there in kind of in the middle of that defensive line, how, do, how does that impact, you know, what, what kind of impact are you expecting that to have? Uh, well, it's, uh, you're taking a, a really good run stopper out of their, out of their front. You know, uh, earlier in the week, we, you know, you ID the, the issues uh, that they present from a, you know, a personnel standpoint, and he was one of the guys that was definitely highlighted as a premier player on that defense. So that'll, that'll be, uh, you know, a little bit of a blow to that defense for sure. I think overall, you're like, you're like the protection line oh. against a really good front. I mean, hats off. You know, they, uh, they earned a game ball last week across the board. Thought they played extremely well. I thought Jed may have had one of his best games as a Brown as a pass protector, and then Dewan, uh, you know, he lit up and came on. I mean, his strength is pass pro, and, you know, and you know, if he would have struggled, I think Bosa would have stayed on that side the whole game. So he was bouncing back and forth. So I was really proud of both tackles, especially in their pass protection. And then that internal guys, again, Mike Dunn, you know, Poe played one of his best games. Wyatt played really strong. So they, they definitely carried us offensively that front. All righty. With that, it's time for the matchup presented by Bally Bet, sports winning partner your Cleveland Browns. Our offense versus the Colts defense. All right. Well, you heard right there. We ended with with Alex Van Pelt talking about the great job that the tackles did last weekend. And that was true. Jed Wills thought that was his best game of the season. Dewan Jones, and, and I don't know if you've seen this, but one person that I consider to be one of the great sports pundits, really life pundits of our time, put together a ranking of the top ten greatest athletes ever. Number five on that list was Nick Bosa, the reigning defensive player of the year. And Dewan Jones did not allow a single pressure when blocking the fifth greatest athlete in the history of the world. So we got that going for us. Which is nice. Which is nice. You get Joel Batonio back. Your two Pro Bowl guards are going to be ready to go. We saw some life on the ground last week. Jerome Ford, 17 carries, 84 yards. Kareem Hunt, 12 for 47 and a touchdown giving you 71 total yards. That's important. That was 131 yards rushing from our two running backs. We're going to need that again this week. Now, quarterback Deshaun Watson did practice, so that's good. Very effective against this team, the Indianapolis Colts, for his career. In fact, his career numbers against the Colts, 70% completions, 327 yards per game, eight touchdowns, five picks, 100 rating. In six games, he has 300-plus in four of them. And he's going again. You know, we got Amari's playing well, leading the team. Twenty-two catches, three sixty-seven, averaging sixteen point seven yards a catch and a touchdown. We got to get the rest of the passing game going, and this is the week I feel like to do it. Much like that Tennessee Titans game was, I feel like this is a week to do it. They're starting two rookies. They're starting two seventh rounders in their top five on the back end of the defense. They lost their nose tackle, who's the best run defender on the team, but they can get after the quarterback. Look at their defensive line. Quiddy Pay has got three sacks. Taven Bryan, former Brown, two sacks. DeForest Buckner, three sacks. Samson Ibukam, he's got four sacks to lead the team. So they can get after the quarterback. They've got excellent linebackers. Zaire Franklin leads the NFL right now with 77 tackles, had 166 last year. You've got Shaquille Leonard, also former Darius Leonard, four-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he had 120-plus tackles, four straight seasons to open his career. So they're very good at the second level. They're good, but a little bit light up front. Ibukam's 245 pounds. I think that they can absolutely run the ball on this football team. Uh, you look at their defense on the season. 
They're giving up 243.7 yards passing per game. They're the 23rd pass defense, 26th total defense, and they've given up 25.3 a game, 24th in scoring defense. So the Browns, I think, can take it to this football team. You want to pick on the corners, Juju Brents, the rookie out of Kansas State, and Jalen Jones, the seventh-round pick out of Texas A&M. Those are the guys that you really want to go after in this passing game, and I think the Browns can do it. I think it's a, a very good matchup for our offense. Uh, this should be a, one of those get-right games for the offense, and we talked already about our defense and what they've been able to do, but but that's really what I think you're going to see this team be able to do is really kind of get it going, get Amari going. Let's get Elijah Moore going a little bit. We talked about Dewan playing well, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford. By the way, next touchdown, Kareem Hunt scores 50th total touchdown of his career. Yeah, it's pretty, I'd like to see DPJ get get a little something going. There's yeah, no reason not to eat a little bit. Six catches, 75 yards on the season for DPJ. And I think people forget last year he had 61-8-39 and three touchdowns. Cedric Tillman's back this week, so maybe you see him start to get more involved. But the guy we got to unlock, I think, is, is Elijah Moore. And here's the thing. Elijah Moore's creating, on average, on his routes, 4.4 yards of separation. He's one of the top in that in the league. So it's just a matter of finding him actually yeah. down the field as opposed to all of these short kind of dink and dunk passes. He's got 21 catches right now but they've only gone for 167 yards. And I think the guy we really got to get going also is David Njoku, 19 catches, 162, no touchdowns yet, although he was robbed of one last week. We haven't been explosive yet on offense. We're 3-2 no. and two, thanks to our defense, but I think this is this is a game where climate-controlled, perfect environment where we can go ahead and be explosive. We have not been explosive on offense. We have turned the ball over on offense, and yet we've played with three quarterbacks. We've lost our starting a franchise running back, a right tackle, yep. played last week without uh, a franchise left guard, and yet somehow three and two because the defense has been that good. So if this starts to click, yes. well then by God you are on to something. Um, we have we had been lamenting if David Bell was going to make a, a play in a game, and we didn't talk about it in the game this past Sunday. So my new segment upon further review. Upon further review, we're going to do that on Tuesdays. Oh, I like it. Where we go back and do like. All oh, right, we got a, a new couple things. Yeah, I came. I like up, it. I came up with that uh, last last week. I told Uno he was into it. Upon further review, Uno, you still did like you, it? Did you? Before you put him on the mic, I'm not um, putting him on the mic. I just want a thumbs up. You still like upon further review for a Tuesday? Ask him. Yes, when you he, Uno. Ask him when he's going to stop Ron Burgundy testing me every every show prep sheet. Uno, come in here. Nah, he's he's half and half. Uno. Every every little day, it's a little Ron Burgundy test for your Uncle Bo, isn't it? I always got to be on my on my toes, just to make sure that we're on the right week. All right, Uno, you still like upon further review? He does. Yes, he does. He does. He does. All right, very good. Can't read it straight. No, be careful. Don't. Be careful don't. out there. All right, we'll do the mailbag coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Pet Supplies Plus giving you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Pet Supplies Plus. Receive a coupon to enter your local and use your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Before we get to the mailbag, a very, very important tweet from Ohio resident. Yeah, Can't is, help but feeling this? that Nathan and Bo and all the loyal CBD listeners would have known about Travis Badgett this offseason if Gebe didn't spend 95% of his work time on the BPA. Truth hurts. Wow. Gebe. Good job. Very and, good job. And, and we have... We've got uh, a winner early, but we have, uh, I think, tweet of the year. That's how just, you get blocked. That's, <laughs> that's, not by us. That's not what. It, that's how a, you get mutumbo. I don't know what a, he's talking about. That sounds like fascism. What you're talking about? That you're blocking, <laughs> blocking people who dissent very with you. Good. That's very good. This um, guy's amazing. Mailbag Thursday presented by the Cross Country Mortgage, the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns when it comes to financing. They're always going to get you home. Visit CCM.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS 3029. Hello, Gibby. Hi, boys. You can tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Many of them already have. That's right. H. Snyder. Hey, guys, how will the front office handle P.J. Walker? Will they sign him to the roster rather than keeping him on the practice squad? Thanks for your work. Hope to see you in Seattle. I don't know how that goes. I'd love to go to that trip. I get family out there. That'd be fun. Um, Such a quick one. If we were going Friday, great. But we're going Saturday. Day before. You're flying Saturday? Yeah. To yeah. Seattle? Yeah. yeah. I'm not there long enough to cause enough ruckus. It's a good town, though. It's, fun it's town. a great town. Really, really fun. Go town. toss some fish. So this is a good question. Um, what? What? How will this go? What Logistically, how does this go with PJ? I don't know. So they can you can activate him three times from the practice squad. You can protect him and activate. You can elevate him three times. So it's happened once. It's happened twice. Oh, tw- that's right, twice. Elevated for Baltimore. So if you elevate him three times after that, you would have to he'd be exposed to waivers. So I think you can do three, but to do you couldn't do four. So he would if, have to then Deshaun go to fifty three. Sunday DTR would likely be the backup it doesn't sound that way remember we have an open roster spot so maybe oh, that's true yeah we would just put him on the 53 which feels to me like the more likely and in the case that for people wondering with the emergency third quarterback rule that person can only be the emergency third quarterback if they are on the 53 they cannot be a practice squad elevation so it'll be interesting to see my guess is if if they're feeling like for the rest of this season that they want pj walker to be the backup he's going to have to be on the 53-man roster. Yeah. does seem that way. Very, that's why it's a very good question. So there is there's one more time that he can be elevated before you have to face the music. Now, he could sign off of our practice squad to another team at any point as well. Yeah. But that would have, that would have happened already. So he's here for this week. Um, but I do think they're going to put on the 53. And then the question becomes, do they – because you've got him – you got Kunasha coming back. Mm-hmm. So does Kunasha coming back mean a linebacker that's currently here is no longer? Like, do they think at this point in the season they could get Diabati back right onto the practice squad mm-hmm. or Rocket Hickman, something like that? That'll be interesting to see how that ultimately that all plays out. Jersey Dog tweets at the show, can we get the great Dr. Z to say checkmate when Amari Cooper scores a touchdown? I think it, for it to be checkmate, it would have to be a walk-off touchdown. I would agree with it. It would have to because checkmate implies you've won the game. Yeah, so it would have to be a, it would have to be a checkmate situation. Like if he catches 
time expiring last play of the game touchdown. I could do. I could throw that out there. We'll see if I'm able to keep it together to remember that at that moment. You usually do. I don't, but I don't ever have any like. That's not something. First of all, I don't make the calls, so I don't have like in my mind. I don't go even, into it like catchphrases. Even, even ready if to go. you did, I don't think you would be somebody who would. I think right. that you just would say what came naturally yeah. versus trying Try. to have something yeah. prepared. I couldn't do it. I just, no. Yeah, I've never found that. I've always found that's a quick road to failure. If you rehearse or try to have something I don't rehearse up, for nothing. live TV. I never, never want to rehearse never, for live no, TV. Uh-uh. No, I never do. Because then you're going to try to remember I what I remember one time to... I was filling in for you doing the – back when you used to do one of the Sunday shows. And the I was down there show, taping yeah. it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do a run-through. I'm like – No. See the guy with the golden wings? I don't do run-throughs. Yeah. Let's good. roll. Let's roll. Yes. We do it live. Let's go. Come on. Run-throughs is ridiculous. I never said re- – like – There's no rehearsal. Just do it. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm good. I got you. Nate, top five, only five wrestlers of all time. Jesus, man. I always want to do this in season. I hate when they limit. I'll just be fast. Rock, Hogan. Wrestlers are at the mic. Just five favorite personalities. All of it. Whole whole package. Rock, Hogan, Macho Man. Uh, Flair. Actually, yeah, Rock, Hogan, Flair, Macho Man, and The Miz. Matt Cardona, honorable mention. <laughs> Joshua Bishop, rising star. Rising star. All right. Uh, he also Eric adds, Taylor. not living my best life. Is there a way for people living outside of Ohio to listen to the elite broadcast during the live game instead of the national broadcast? So here's That's the deal, because we've had this – Somehow, some way, we were not what they call geofenced for the first game of the year. So basically, you could listen to the broadcast anywhere in the world. It's frowned upon by the National Football League. You're basically only allowed to listen online or on a stream device within 100 miles of Cleveland. Now, if you have NFL Plus, no baby. If you have a subscription to Sirius XM, that's right. That is how you can listen to our broadcast on game day of the actual game. You should be able to listen to pregame and postgame. In-game, you need one of those two devices outside of 100 miles of the metro Cleveland area. Yeah, so if you're in San Francisco, like some of our big fans of the show, got to give a happy birthday shout-out to our run in San Francisco today. One of the big listeners of the program. They asked for a birthday shout-out, and you'll get it. They text you for that? Well, people who text me know the people. Oh, they know the people. Okay, all right, very good. Edwin Rivera Jr., I have questions. We have answers. I don't know if you do. So, boys, I work in Vernon, Connecticut. All right. Okay. And today I learned that the job super is not just an ex-professional arm wrestler, but he's also in the movie Over the Top. Whoa. Okay. That's all he says. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. That's not a question. Mm, statement. It's a statement, and it's even... And, I, and by the way, I would say you're welcome, because all of this is probably known because of our show. And I would say that this is in some ways also an incomplete statement. Oh, in the movie. Who? Who was he in the movie? Who was he? Edwin. need to know that. A little, uh, yeah. little more. There were a lot of extras. I, I have mean, questions, but they're for him. Sly was running through you. a lot of foos on the way to the championship, hit over the top. There were a lot of guys he had to beat along the way. Well, and he did beat a lot of guys. For example, he had a great line in the uh, in the doc yesterday about how in all of Arnold's movies he never got hurt. 
And in all his loads, he was like beaten to a pulp. All of and them. Is, why, Arnold, yeah. why is it that you never get scra- even a scratch in any of your movies? I never thought of it that way. It's true. He never did. Like, well, hey, Gibby, with last week's loss to the Browns, does Kyle Shanahan find himself back on the hot seat? Good <laughs> questions. I li- our readers are really on you right yeah, they now. They really are. And I enjoy that. Gibby. Screw Hard. you, Janko. I Jeez. like it. Um, Jeez. Uh, there are kids in the audience, Gibby. Children. Utes. <laughs> from Craig, my question is, would Z even be able to see his hypothetical live mute lights if he's on the phone for the whole show? Oh, now someone oh, coming at you. Oh, man. Someone Here coming at Z. All right, Dr. Put, Z. Put your burner down, Gibbe. Come on, <laughs> log out. We got a show to do here. Focus. Oh, I, Focus. And Craig, yeah, I would be Craig able to Herbert, see them. Craig Herbert, you're on the Christmas card list I would be now. able to see them because I'd be like this, and they'd be right here, on, off, cough, and be beautiful. <laughs> I'm a multitasker. David tweets at the show, can you take CBD on the road to Louisville, Kentucky? Kentucky Derby or Day at the Races, bourbon distilleries, and broadcast from the Derby City Browns Backers Bar. I don't see why not. We've talked about this a lot. I want to do it. I I don't know why it hasn't happened. Uh, We've we've talked about doing it. I think that it would be a really fun thing to do a CBD summer tour and go to, like, Browns backer clubs and and play some golf. I may have had a conversation with the the corporate partnership person that handles the Anheuser-Busch account, and I was like, hey, like, maybe you should look into something like this. Yeah, I mean, I – How is that met? She wants to know more. Yeah, I think – well – I just think the key is, though, that we get some sort of say in locations. For example, the one that was just pitched to us would be one that, yeah, that seems like that would be a lot of fun <laughs> to go down to Louisville and do a little bourbon trail and yeah, um, and then hit up. I've been to the Derby. Um, I eh, And I love the ponies, and I love the Kentucky Derby. Sure. I watch it every year. But um, the thing with the Derby is you need to either be in steerage in the middle and paying attention to nothing, or you need to be millionaire box. Because the middle class at the Derby does not exist. No. So I, that's that's the only thing about the Derby. I actually think Oaks might be better than Derby. I, I probably would love to go to the Kentucky Oaks, and then we could. I'm into that. Bounce. What was, Oaks is Friday. And what's the uh, what's the golf course that's down there? That's Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. U.S. Open this year. I've played it. Oh yeah. yeah. And I had a PGA Championship back. Is it the U.S. Open or the PGA this year? It's one of them. I think it's the U.S. Open. It did have the PGA. Tiger won. Okay. Pretty sure Tiger won. Or did Rich Beam get him? I don't know. I don't remember. It's one of those. He's he's in he's involved in in the Valhalla PGA. I can't Ooh. remember if that's when Rich Beam got him or when he hmm. got a Beam. He there's one guy. Makes he all the like, sense in the world. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a, a who did he beat at the very end? There was a guy he beat a Bob, a Bob Cobb. Bob Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. There's a guy named. Bo- I want to say. You couldn't even say that. No, confidently. I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, Bob Cobb is, I think, from Seinfeld. I think it's like one of George, one of Kramer's buddies is Bob. Cobb. So it had the 2000. 2000- oh no, it's the Maestro's Bob Cobb. The Maestro's Bob Cobb. 2008 Ryder Cup. 2011 Senior PGA Championship. 2000. You're thinking of the 2000 PGA Championship. He beat Bob May. Bob May. I'm close. close. That's not bad. That so was that was at 1996, right, so. Mark Brooks beat Kenny Perry. Yeah, okay, 2000, cool. Tiger beat Bob May. 2004, Senior PGA, Hale Irwin. 2008, Ryder Cup, U.S. won there. 2011, Senior PGA, Tom Watson. 2014, PGA, Rory McIlroy. So pretty, pretty good, good winners who, there, yeah. Uh, of the winners. There. Boy, Bob Cobb was not far off from Bob May. That's a good job at him. Where is it in? Is it near, like, Louisville? It's Louisville, yeah. Yeah. Bobby time. Hey, Bobby! 
What was your first job? Uh, Fixing fence on the Ponderosa. Mowing lawns. The days were long and lonely, my friends. Mowing lawns. I would have loved to have seen Zagura mow a lawn. That was a great lawnmower. Nice stride. Yeah. Precision. And then uh, I was a lifeguard. Yeah. Water safety instructor. Yeah. How do you keep a workplace balance? For five months out of the year, I don't. I kiss my wife on the first day of training camp. I tell her I'll see her in February. Overrated. It's overrated. Really and truly. Overrated. Overrated. Look at that guy smiling. (laughs) Look at me smiling. (laughs) Uh, If you could be an animal for a day, what would you be? Boy, these are some winners today. I think eagle. It's either a bald eagle for me or a killer whale. We do ask them to ask us anything. Yeah, I mean, I think the eagle's the, I mean, eagle's pretty great. It'd be great to have that vantage point. Yeah. There's virtually nothing to fear. Yeah. I think I'd get... Apex Predator. You might get a little lonely. Oh, no. You got buddies. Don't you have buddies up eagle there? Eagle buddies? I don't know. Have no, you got a lot of bald eagles hanging no, out No, but together? it feels like they have chicks. Yeah, if you go to, like, on the salmon, when they go to the salmon spawning, yeah. then they see all sorts of them hanging out, palling around. I think... I, I, I still like my idea. I like my idea of a... Whale's good, too. A killer just, whale, because it's really a dolphin. And it's smart, and it's a predator. Well, you're talking about like you're talking Shamu, right? Yeah, I'm talking about an orca. An orca, yeah. And they and roll in a predator, and they roll. It just would so be. You would you rather be up or in it? Well, I think it'd be. I've at least been up there in an airplane. Yeah, the other. One I've is, never been an experience like yet to not fear whale. the sea. Yeah, to be like, this what up, my, sea? This is my sea. Yeah, watch me run this. Sea. Think about how free you are too. Yeah, that's like, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Great white would have a similar. But you'd have more intellect with you. You have way more, right, and emotion and right. yeah, yeah, some sure. buddies and some homies. Yeah, you roll chicks. around in a in a in a pod. Yeah, you got a whole pod. Yeah. A couple of chicks. Yeah, feels like a win. Yeah. What's the best style of pizza? Pepperoni mushroom, New York style. Yes. <laughs> Griff goes there. <laughs> Griff. What's Griff, your answer, Griff? Griff, emotionless Griff finally has something <laughs> yes, to say. Right. That's it. It's pepperoni right. mushroom pizza that gets him to flip. Yeah. What's your answer, Griff? Without the mushrooms, just a pep, just a plain pepperoni. See, what are you at my? Are you Bootsy? Yeah. Meat lovers. He's in for the meat lovers. He, he, I like hey, you on a, a you want, He grew up on a Ponderosa. Do you want a Chicago style? Are you going deep dish on us? No, no. Good. Just right. I do like. A, that's, um, a, that's the proper response to that. I like. A, that's not I, pizza. That's, I do like. No, that's, that's not. a loaf of that's, bread. It's a casserole or a loaf of bread. I like a. Uh, I like a coal fire crispy crust pizza too. Like the very thin. <sighs> Crispy, I do like that too, but I like New York the best. I would do a lot of damage to a crispy in a college when we had at Emory. We had oh, sure Domino's did. was on our meal plan. Oh, we yeah, it. we had that too. Yeah. No, it was the Domino's number, and it, ours was ours the number one Domino's store in the country yeah. at that time. And my buddy Matt Parker, my little brother in the fraternity, he had some glitch where he had like unlimited, <laughs> and so we would order like forty pizzas at sure a time. Sure, yeah. What, what to dinner the house, what difference it, it makes. So, yeah. so, so you dabble in you know, the regular crust. Oh, let's try a thin try pepperoni and pineapple. Okay. Sure. It was, turns out it was delightful. It's, delicious. it's yeah. absolutely delicious. It's a real yeah. treat. I used to like in the dorm on, on like Monday morning after a weekend of Domino's orderings and just stacked. It's, it's just stacked boxes. Oh, baby. Everywhere. Yeah. Ask Dr. Z, can I start uh, J-Mo Williams in fantasy this week? I mean, the guy's electric. I think you can. It's gonna. He's got to have to catch a big, a big play. He needs one big one. He's, which maybe he'll be up for. I, I think at some point this year, he will be their version of Tyreek Hill. I don't think we're far away from that. I just don't know. It's not going to be as prolific as I'm not suggesting. No, but I think that he is going to be 
a fantasy stud this and going into next year as well. Like, and I is, think Goff is starting to see him. Goff's playing unbelievable right now, and I yeah. think that'll all start to click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his no one can run with him. Uh, Ray Leposki says the three of you are at a table with your liquor of choice. One shot every three minutes. Who taps out first? I can tell you, it's not me, Ray. Well, not me. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I could hang. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could hang for quite a while. Same. Yeah. I think it's going to be it, one of you two. It would take a while. I mean, but I'm used to drinking what you would drink in a shot. Same. So I think it would – I don't know. We'll see. I, I would never want to verse you. I, de- I would not want to verse you in anything, given. Other than Are we eating? Well, wits, there's a lot perhaps. of things you can, yeah. but that's not one of them. <laughs> All right, we've got a score. We've got a score coming up. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Come out to Slim and Chubby Strongsville tonight, 7 to 8. Coach Show live. Meet Elijah Moore. Z, Gerard. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday. Easy to enjoy. New Orleans at Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, a game time decision. Mm-mm-mm. They'll work him out about 90 minutes before. It's going to be a while. I did it last time. <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs> no, it didn't. no, we won last week. No, 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 first, not, no, no. we didn't. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes, we did. Last week was Denver, Kansas City. Yes, we did. No, no, no. Last yeah. week was not Denver, Kansas yeah, City. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was because the bye week was Cowboys and Bears. Oh, that's that, that was, was the bad debacle. one. Yeah, that was that bad. was the bad one. All right, Saints at home. Come on, all the momentum no, of the world. Saints at Jacksonville. Oh, at Jacksonville. At Jacksonville. I just feel like we there. don't know. We that. don't so, know. I listen, don't. those of you who follow the program closely, we will send out telepathic messages to you of our yeah, pick. I think that's safe. Nine, once we know the Trevor Lawrence decision. We got to know the Trevor Lawrence decision. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence plays Saints huge. Massive. Bigly. Bigly. No Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to think feel about it. that. We'll right. have to next level. Well, then you next. can't take credit. We can do whatever we want. We can want, do whatever we want, Gibbe. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.